From finance and commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. A major bonding bill for public works projects would be a big topic of conversation in a normal, even-numbered year. But 2020 has been anything but normal, as the COVID-19 pandemic continues. Even so, advocates for a robust bonding bill say that that doesn't take away the need to invest in buildings and infrastructure. In a series of articles, and in episodes in Beyond the Skyline, Finance and Commerce is taking a closer look at some of the notable bonding requests for 2020. This episode looks at the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development, which is asking for $15 million in economic development grants for everything from water infrastructure in Greater Minnesota to statewide transportation initiatives. In the following interview, Deed Commissioner Steve Grove talks about the request and makes a case for why it's important to keep making those investments, even in the midst of a global public health crisis. Well, thanks again, Steve, for um, taking some time to chat. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your, your capital bonding request, um, and hopefully they'll have a bonding bill this year. And you know, I realize there hasn't been a lot of talk about bonding in recent weeks with everything else going on, but it, it occurs to me that these needs don't go away, and uh, perhaps it's more urgent than ever to invest in these things that keep people working and stimulate the economy. So so um wanted to chat with you about that and um i guess ask you about you know first about the infrastructure grant programs that are that are on your um request and it looks like that's sort of the meat and potatoes of your bonding request and um you know not a, not a huge ask compared to other things out there that people are looking for i think it's 15 million dollars between the three programs but um I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, how, how important these grants are in terms of helping communities um, attract and retain businesses and uh, services for their residents. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things that I think is very nonpartisan in state government is the need for state government to play a role when it comes to infrastructure, and particularly when it comes to infrastructure that can help businesses grow. And so a big central component of our bonding request from the Department of Employment and Economic Development has to do with our business development public infrastructure grant and our innovative business development public infrastructure grant. So BDPI and IDPI is kind of how we refer to them around here. Mm-hmm. And basically these programs help provide everything from, from sewer lines to, uh, to approach roads to um, to plumbing, to other infrastructure needs that are required before a business can come in and actually operate in a particular part of a town. And so, um, you know, the BDPI grant is particularly focused on greater Minnesota. Um, IDPI is is focused on the entire state. The only real difference between the programs is that the IDPI program focuses on innovative businesses. So businesses that are doing research and development um, that are in, in a 
set number of industries that are set aside in, in the statutes that govern that program to try to bring those jobs that um, that are high paying and that result in a lot of other jobs being created around them because of the industries that they're in. And so those grant programs are critical. They help communities attract businesses who might not otherwise come if it weren't for the infrastructure they'd need to operate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know with with regard to the, I believe it was a nine million dollar request for the BDPI um, program, uh, which is wastewater collection and treatment, uh, drinking water, et cetera. And just talking to uh, Jeff Freeman in the past um, over at Deed, I know that there's a, a huge need there, and um, this isn't something that small towns in Greater Minnesota can do on their own dime, right? Can you? Talk a little bit about how um, the, the importance of that particular yeah. program. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, these are these are expensive infrastructure updates, right? We're talking about you know revamping drinking water systems or storm sewers or utility extensions or, or wastewater collection, and that's expensive work. And I think one of the things that we try to do in state government is, is look for matching opportunities. So that program involves a 50% match from the city, and then the other 50% comes from deed. And because of that structure, everyone has kind of skin in the game and is incentivized to get the projects done and get them up and running and get those infrastructure components in place for businesses. You know, I think the reason the legislature, when they wrote this program into being focused on greater Minnesota, is that some of those infrastructure costs in greater Minnesota are just higher and the budgets are are not as big in some of the smaller towns. And so getting some state dollars into those communities is, is really critical. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and then there's the Transportation Economic Development Infrastructure Program, a uh, $3 million request. Um, what what can you say about that program? Yeah, we call it TEDDY for short here. It's kind of a, a cutely named program uh, in, our, in our wheelhouse. But this is really important. It Essentially, it, it allows for the development of transportation systems statewide that will help business growth happen. So that could be land acquisition, construction, reconstruction. Think of it as like that extra freeway exit that helps uh, customers get to a business more easily than having to go one exit down and circle back. Those are the kinds of things that that bonding program allows for. And we just know that transportation is is a central issue in economic development. And so having a program that kind of marries transportation with economic growth is the the important uh, component of that. And, And we do that in partnership with our friends at MnDOT. Okay. Great. And then finally, the, the fourth item, uh, just a, again, a small ask, $642,000 for the South Minneapolis Career Forest location, some asset preservation there. Um, I believe that's on Lake Street over by the Midtown Midtown Market area, um, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, kind of my old stomping grounds. But um, what, uh, what, what can you tell me about that, some of the needs there? Yeah, well, I think... Some people may know that our state runs about 50 career forest centers across the state. Um, These are brick-and-mortar buildings where people can come in and get help on resumes, apply for jobs, take various training classes, apply for unemployment insurance. They're really important. And in almost every case, DEED does not own the career forest center. They're owned by another entity. But in this particular case in South Minneapolis, we actually own that career forest center. It's one of our most popular ones. It serves a very diverse audience. But it's it's met on some disrepair, and so we have an ask for about six hundred forty-two thousand dollars to upgrade that facility. We're talking about, you know, um, some some sidewalks outside. We're talking about some lighting on the inside. We're talking about 
Um, a couple of things that will make it uh, more usable. There's some HVAC work to be done. And so, you know, at a time when we know, especially given all that's taking place with, with COVID-19, we're going to need to do a lot of workforce development in the coming years as the economy ramps back up on the other side of this. We want to make sure that our facilities are in good shape to do that. Absolutely. And finally, do you know, have you put a number on um, the amount of additional investment that would be leveraged by, by uh, it, with, with these small uh, requests? Um, any any yeah. numbers out there that you can uh, share with me? Well, for the, the business development uh, infrastructure programs, the BDPI and the IDPI, both of those are 50% match. So uh, if we got the full $9 million for BDPI, that would be a, a total of 18 for that program. And same thing for IDPI. If we had, uh, if we had that, uh, that $3 million, we'd get $6 million total out of it. So the matching dollars do help the state dollars go a little bit further, and they invest the local community in, in the work as well. And I would just say this more broadly, you know, obviously – almost the only thing folks are talking about right now is COVID-19 and all of the economic effects of that. But one of the things about bonding that's just so important to remember is that this is one of the best ways that state governments can help restart economies and help help jumpstart activity here. Of course, federal government's levers are so much bigger and stronger, but at the state level, getting some bonding moving can get jobs back into the market more quickly, get these projects moving that engage businesses of all types to to get get quick work that's important and, and critical for our state. And so there's a, there's an element of this that's, that's actually more relevant than ever before, given the COVID-19 crisis. And it's why we're going to continue to push for these bonding dollars to help businesses grow and help businesses re-engage in the economy as, as things ramp back up. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just curious, have you, uh, what are your friends at the legislature telling you about the prospects of a bonding bill here in 2020? Have you been uh, in touch with the folks there in St. Paul and yeah, I just I'd say it's a continued conversation. You know, I think these programs are not particularly controversial. They're, most uh, legislators understand the value of them and, and support them. I think the big question will just become in terms of the broader bonding package: what can we do at a time of constrained finances, and and what makes sense in terms of the debt load we want to take on as a state. But I I think we remain bullish that these are these are critical programs, and we're looking forward to working with the legislature on them. Great. Well, thanks for your time, Steve. Uh, really appreciate it. And good luck with your requests. Yeah, thanks, Brian. We appreciate you, you doing a story about it. Take care. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.